You are listening to Interform Podcast with Ro on the radio. You're going to want to hear this. Welcome to Interform Podcast. I'm Ro on the radio. This episode of Interform Podcast is brought to you by Interform Make. So if you're interested in learning more about small batch manufacturing, go to interform.art slash make. Now, my special guest today is Angel Divinity Renee. Now, I wanted to talk about um, how you decided to transition mm-hmm. and how that's affected you both like negatively and positively. So let's start by what made you decide that you wanted to transition? Well, it, it's almost my one year. Um, oh, congratulations. Mm-hmm, thank you. I, I kind of made the decision around mid-February. That mm-hmm. was when I truly decided it because it's like being gay you you go bi before you go gay I went non-binary before I went fully trans okay and I I remember it it was a lot to do with the beauty standards that I was seeing Mm. and I never felt that I was I never felt that I was up to par with the beauty standards that I was trying to box myself into Oh, but then I found that it wasn't this, the box that I needed to be in, if that makes sense. Like I was seeing the people I was looking up to and I found that most of them were trans women specifically. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me think like, Oh, it, I might be in the wrong box okay. <laughs> and I kind of need to branch out a little bit. And, and I found that being a woman, finding my femininity, my true inner femininity was, was really something I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I really haven't found that much negatives to it. Of course, there's the the social consequences to being trans, but I, I knew that before I, I went into it, before I signed up for it. Right. And like, of course, there are family matters, stuff like that. Absolutely. But overall, I, I thankfully have had such a warm embrace from my friends and like my true close people. Mm-hmm. So that that has made the transition super smooth. And I've kind of gotten to find my own way of doing it rather than feeling like I needed to follow a certain amount of steps. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, so as far as your family, you I what I hear a lot is that sometimes when, and this is what can be with anything, but like you have to make your own family. Mm-hmm. Like when you are not getting the support that you need, mm-hmm. then it's time to, you know, create your own family. Is that something that you are doing or that you did is just kind of create your own support system in your own family? Very much mm-hmm. that. Yes. I, I you're a model. So I'm assuming <laughs> that, you know, maybe some people in the modeling community. Yeah. I, I actually live with someone who's done modeling with, um, ah. yeah, Interform. But I, I have been very true to finding my own family when I first came out as gay I didn't feel like I got this, the true support that I needed back at home. Mm-hmm. And I found that I needed to find it somewhere. So I, I was really finding these close people that I knew I could trust. And now I feel like I have a big family. And when I came out as trans, it really didn't feel like I needed to do that process all over again, ah. which was a nice surprise uh, because kind of being trans is, is a step up. And it's kind of a big leap from okay. from being just gay. Okay. So so I was very grateful for the people I had in my life because I didn't have to go through the struggles I did when I was first finding myself. Absolutely. Did you grow up here in Northwest Arkansas? Yes, born and raised. Okay. And how how has that been as far as the support, right? Because I feel like 
there can be good support and there can be support that is non-existent. Yeah. Especially in the state that we live. Very much. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thankfully, thankfully, I doing drag actually has really helped me find a huge community. I've been in the nightlife for a minute now because of it. And it has helped me find some lovely people, Mm. people that I, I can now call to when I'm in Little Rock, when I'm in Conway, when I'm in Fort Smith, anywhere that I have to go for those things, I always know I have someone or a few people to rely on or or ask for help or if I need to spend the night, something like that. Mm-hmm. But growing up, thankfully, I never had that issue of feeling like I was truly alone because mm-hmm. I always had, I always felt like I had support from friends. And I did struggle though when it came to family a little bit, just mm-hmm. You know how a lot of queer people, we kind of go through the same things when it comes to family because a lot of family, especially in this area, just aren't supportive. Mm -hmm. So for me, it, it it was me having to turn and look for the good rather than keeping myself stuck in the bad. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. So so thankfully now I have people all over the state that I can turn to rather than feeling like I was stuck, Mm -hmm. which I feel like I I can't exactly remember when, but I think in around grade school, more middle school, I really had to kind of turn and look and to myself and find the life that I wanted to live. Mm. If I wanted to live in fear and hide myself or if I wanted to be out and proud. Most mm. of the time I had people calling me names anyway. Mm. And so I was like, there's no reason to hide because they already know what I'm trying to. Mm. So um, there was really no point for me to hide really. What advice would you give to maybe some young people who are struggling with um, their identity mm-hmm. or struggling to find that, that community that you have? Mm-hmm. What what would you say to them to kind of guide their their decisions or their or their journey? I I feel like it all comes in in divine timing. Mm-hmm. It all comes when it's supposed to. That's how I feel, and I think that we try to rush things and and we tr- feel like today is the day, like we right. have to do it. But just remembering that tomorrow always comes, mm-hmm. and even if you know you, you're struggling and and you don't exactly know who you are, you don't know what you're doing. It's okay because it takes time. It, it's a process. It's not going to happen just overnight. Ah, uh, that is important. And I feel that there's the, a lot of these ultimatums yeah. that we put give ourselves. And like with my family, I I was terrified that they wouldn't accept me or that or or that I would be thrown out or because that that was a legitimate fear growing up was mm. that I would be thrown on the street. Mm. And I, I I remember I'd have to call friends and ask them to spend the night because I was coming out. Those type of things, yeah. just to make sure in case I was literally just thrown out in the street. So I, I feel like we're giving these ourselves all of these huge ultimatums when I find that no matter what happens, if you're doing what's right for you, then everything will work out just fine. Mm. As long as you follow your heart and you do what you feel is right for yourself, not what you feel like is right for your family and that's or it. for your friends, mm-hmm. what's right for you, then you're on the right track. I love that. I I definitely, I need that advice in life anyway, um, besides that. But let's talk about, and this is like, it's it's a touchy subject. Mm -hmm. SB 43 (laughs) is, in my opinion, it is an attack on 
the drag community and mm-hmm. the trans community. Absolutely. And I want to know your thoughts about it. So first off, it, it's it the 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 thing that's actually really getting to me is the fact that all of these new news articles and everything that people are sharing is just talking about the drag side of things mm-hmm. because that's what the bill is like titled. Right. That that's what they're putting at the forefront. Okay. So everyone's like for the people who don't necessarily care for drag or that's not their thing, they're like, "Oh, oh, it's fine. It's just drag." But what it feels like a lot of people are missing out on is the fact that it's actively trying to erase trans people. It's it's actively trying to make it to where I could get arrested if I left my front door looking the way I do now. And it it's, has been a struggle these past few weeks. Absolutely. Not going to lie. Because the fear of, of not being able to to just be openly myself mm. in public, just walking to the mall, just going to get a coffee, something like that. It's it's not just about drag being in a public eye. It's about people who don't identify as the gender they were assigned to at birth. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. And especially, I, I cannot remember the name of the bill, but there's another bill that's trying to be passed right now in Arkansas as well that's trying to... With the bathrooms? Yes, yes. That's trying to ban people who aren't assigned to that gender at birth to use the bathroom that they would like to. And with these bills coinciding and, and both trying to be passed, it, it's creating such a negative and unsafe space for trans people specifically and non-binary individuals just because, especially for the youth... Mm. Children who who want to be someone else other than they were assigned mm-hmm. can't even perform in a school play if this bill passes. Mm. I can't perform at karaoke if there are more than two people there because it's considered an event. If there's more than two people, two it's to considered three people. an event. Mm-hmm. Wow. The problem I have with the bathroom situation mm-hmm. is I have a 13-year-old son and he has friends and I've, I know how... I think we all do. We know how cruel kids are. Very, yes. And I feel like with this, with the bathroom bill, it is going to put trans kids at risk, mm-hmm. like physically and mentally. Yes. And that I have a huge problem with that. Like, mm-hmm. And I feel that maybe if someone thought outside of the box and maybe took a little bit, had a little bit of empathy, they would understand how important that is. Yes. Like, I find that a a lot of people are just not sticking to thinking about themselves. <laughs> I find is. that especially a lot of people in government are trying to, we're seeing it with all different kinds of minority groups, mm-hmm. that they're trying to attack and trying to place a hold on these certain groups of people. And a race. And a race, mm-hmm. exactly. Trying to pretend like they don't even exist. Mm. And it's sad because we do exist. Mm-hmm. We are here. And even if these bills get passed, it's not like we're just going to go away. And that's the that's the strange part of it because it's like do they think by passing this bill it will just erase people in general and make and make trans people go away? Like I'm just going to change my mind one day. Oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they are right. I don't feel like that's realistic. Another, it's not. Another issue I have with the SB43 is because I feel like it is demonizing um, trans people and um, people who do drag because there's always this, this twisted narrative or this perspective that um, 
that drag queens are harming our children, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. trans people are harming kids and kids don't need to be around drag shows. Mind you, these are the same people who will let their eight-year-old sons go to Twin Peaks, go Absolutely. to Hooters. So the problem isn't really um, drag queens. No. The problem is that you need something to blame it on. And, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, and this is just a personal opinion, but I I find a problem with that. Because if that's not okay, then it's definitely not okay for you to take your your son's baseball team to Hooters. Right. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. It, it's definitely a double standard. It feels very hypocritical. It, it feels like they don't, what I see it as is that they don't see it being okay and they don't see it being right mm-hmm. like oh why is there why are there drag queens on my tv for example why are there drag queens at my brunch and they don't accept it so they find that they need to place a reason to why they don't find it because we're harmful to their children so their children won't be open to it mm. you know I, when i was growing up i used to watch rupaul's drag race mm-hmm. when i was in high school and i specifically remember my dad walking in and he looked at my tv saw what i was watching and then my mom walks in and he goes do you see and this is back in the day when he whenever they still think of me a son but they uh, my father went oh you see what our son is watching right now in such a negative tone. Yikes. And it was just on TV. And so I, I can see how my dad's opinion is what the government, like the people in power, that's what they're thinking too. Absolutely. And so they're trying to, they're just trying to put a reason to stopping people's joy. If because I, without that, they don't have a reason. They still don't, in my opinion. Right. But it's, they have to put it on something because it's like, well, I don't want my kids going to drag shows. It's like, they're not really that big of a deal. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, uh, you know, drag shows are bad for kids and they're harming our kids. Oh, well, then we got to stop it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like attaching that negative perspective to mm-hmm. it is actually, or they think it helps. Mm. And I think that's the problem. Well, it, it's interesting to me because I just think if you don't want your kid attending a drag show, just don't take your kid to a drag show. <laughs> Why are you attacking everyone else? Because there may be a, a loving mom and dad, just a plain cis heteronormative couple. Mm-hmm. And they're just wanting to take their kid to a drag show for them to experience it. Mm-hmm. There's no harm in that. Mm-mm. So it just it's crazy to me how people will have an opinion, but they can't keep that to themselves. No. They they have to try and stop other people from feeling it too. And like, literally, if this bill passes, there will be no drag at Pride. Oh. Huh? How is that even... That's not... It's like, not Pride. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> right? And, and it says that there are no trans people at Pride either. Mm. It, it's like, that is what Pride is. Yes. That is what people are... Marsha P. Johnson threw the first brick. Mm. We can bl- we can thank trans women specifically for really making an impact on the LGBTQ plus yeah. community yeah. and the growth that we have made. And it feels like we're going back 50, 60 years. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's, it's getting a little frustrating because at times you'll see the news and I'll wake up and be like, what, what, what year is it? Well, you're, Literally. Is, is it 2023 like, or 1950? Yeah. Like, there's just so much to to unpack that. So um, where do you see this going? Like let's let's say the bill passes. What happens? What happens 
how do you feel? How do you operate? What do you, what do you do? Um, when thinking about this, because uh, when the Senate passed it, the committee, mm. when they passed it, it really got me to start thinking like this may become our reality very quickly. Yeah, because it was unanimously passed. Uh. A part of me is scared, mm-hmm. and a part of me wants to hide. And I remember I even had a drag show the night it passed the Senate, and I didn't even want to go. I was Mm. like, I'm so over it. But then my next thought hit, and I thought, no, I cannot do what they want me to do, which Mm. is hide. Mm -hmm. I cannot do what they want me to do, which is be erased and to not exist. Mm. If it passes... I'm not leaving. I'm okay. not going. <laughs> I'm not going to stop being who I am because some people find that what I do isn't right. Because mm. what they're doing by er- trying to actively erase people is by not trying right. exactly yeah by trying to make people hide by trying to make people fear mm. that is not what's right. And uh, we already have protests in in talk. Uh, me and my friends were really trying to get things together because I've never gotten to actively try and make a protest happen. Mm-hmm. But I find that there was one that happened in Little Rock, but I find that we need more. Okay. And I think that NWA is the place to do it. Okay. And I don't know if it wants, if we want it to be in Fayetteville or Bentonville or both, mm-hmm. but seeing what um, the BLM protests did in, mm-hmm. in Bentonville and Fayetteville, right. see, uh, uh, seeing those and being a part of those felt, it felt powerful. Mm. Being able to spread the truth and spreading our voices and making everyone feel heard. Mm-hmm. I felt that that was so important. Mm. And I think that that's the same thing that needs to happen here being in the public eye, seeing what it's doing to people, mm-hmm. that's what's important. Because there are a lot of people that don't really, that aren't even paying attention to the fact that this is affecting the trans community. Absolutely. It's, it's n- like, it's not my problem. Right? right. It's not affecting just a hobby, which a lot uh, which a lot of people do drag for. Sure. It's affecting people's livelihoods. Exactly. And so I will not stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for sure. It, I'm that. not going to be hidden or or shunned or feared. I so. love it. How did, my thing is, how does this work? Like, let's say, you know, when the, if, if the bill gets passed or whatever, um, like, are you going to call the cops on someone? Like my, <laughs> I can't see someone taking energy out of their day to call the police mm. because someone is not dressed the way they think they should be dressed. Oh. Like, I'm trying to figure out how but this they is all going to work. But they will. <laughs> That's the unfortunate part is that we've seen, we've seen that people will just find reasons. If they don't like what they're saying, they will call and they will try to get it stopped. So the Karen level is mm. about to be at 100. I'm afraid so. At this point. It just, it bothers me because I know there are so many other more important things to clog the police lines with. Oh, absolutely. With other than I don't like the things way this that actually dress. matter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're the going fact over that the thing. Comfortable is 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 even more you know. Yeah, challenging. I, I, I what my hope is is that someone just sees me and thinks I'm a woman, and mm-hmm. they go on with their day. Because the what what we're being classified with trans people is that we're being classified as drag queens. They aren't ah. considering this to be. Our, our identity. Okay. That's the, that's, that's a big issue for this is 
they're they're not seeing us as people. They're seeing us as a gimmick. They're even if because there are a lot of trans people that do not do drag. Uh huh. But they're going, and even though I do drag, that doesn't like that doesn't excuse the the many people who don't. And now all of those people are going to just be considered gimmicks, just considered people who put on makeup and perform for some dollar bills at a club. That's what we're all going to be seen as. Their whole identity is right. just going to be seen as a gimmick or a performance. Mm-hmm. Wow, I just. I'm still floored by uh, the hypocrisy mm, uh, yes. and by the uh, the prioritizing of something that doesn't need no. to be prioritized. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about some let's talk about some good things because I'm okay. starting getting angry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been angry, so Girl, it, it's listen. able to. I'm able to just kind of reel it back. But um, I'm trying. I'm trying my yeah. best. So, what's next for? angel divinity what are some things that you have coming up that you're really excited about well um because like i said you model so you be yes you be on the shoots you be i try <laughs> i i try to stay in front of a camera because uh-huh. i do love it you're very good thank you but <laughs> i i have a lot of competing coming up i'm in Ooh. about three competitions at the moment okay putting a lot of pressure on myself but you know what <laughs> i'll make it through um I I have three, one in Fayetteville at mm-hmm. C4, okay. one in Little Rock at Trinity Nightclub, and then another one at uh, Sway in Little Rock. Okay. They're all just different competitions. Mm-hmm. And uh, a thing about drag is that you you kind of have to get titles in like okay. either pageants or competitions. You have to have titles behind your belt to become more known and to become more of a seasoned entertainer. Oh. So if you start winning more, Uh your name starts getting spread out more. You start getting more bookings, which means more money. Yes. So that's why (laughs) I've only been doing drag for a little over a year. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm really trying to just get get my name out there, trying to get my drag scene, trying to show people what I can do. Absolutely. What would you say some of the similarities and differences are between being a model and doing drag? Like, what do you... What are some of the, I feel like, okay, I'll tell you, number one, doing drag or being a drag queen is way harder. Yeah, there is so much involved diff- because it, as is. a model, you you can take, you take pictures, you, you know, mm-hmm. you have to change for the clicks. You have to make sure your, you know, your postures in a different way. You as a drag queen are a performer. Mm-hmm. Like you have to put your whole body into yeah. it. Um, it. It's definitely, it's a lot more rigorous on set as Mm -hmm. opposed to offset, which I find is the opposite for modeling. Mm Because I feel with modeling, a lot of it is off camera. A lot of it is trying to make sure you keep your skin right. You keep yourself in check. You keep, you know, you're making sure that you're doing the things so you look good on camera. Right. Meanwhile, with drag, there is a lot that goes behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But that big moment when you're on stage and you're performing is where you kind of Get the money, get the credit, get all of that. Yeah. And it's definitely a lot more dancing, a lot more sweating, a lot more all of the above when it comes to drag. You have to have a personality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On and off the stage. Because when the moment you step into a club, eyes are on you. Right. And when you are seen doing something bad, if you are seen... 
being disrespectful to someone, mm. if you're seen, you know, not being kind to the staff at the club, that spreads around. That mm. word goes around and not just in the city, in the whole state. Okay. Yeah. So you got to be careful. So mm. it's it's kind of like you're like all eyes are on you um, besides being on on stage, but all eyes are on you anyway. Mm -hmm. That's a heavy responsibility. I guess. I, I feel like Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Oh, it is a big old <laughs> crown. Yes. I feel like it's the same with modeling, though, mm -hmm. in a sense. You know, when we had a fashion week at Crystal Bridges, mm -hmm. when when you, you're walking into that space, you know, you try to be as respectful as possible. Sure. Try to be ready for when they need you. Mm -hmm. Try to um, be kind to everyone that's working with you. Um, being respectful of the clothes, being respectful of the hair that the hairstylist did for you and the makeup artist. Yes. There, there, I find that there is still a lot that goes with modeling as in the, the spread of word. Because mm -hmm. again, I find that if someone, if, if like someone in charge hears that you're being disrespectful to people. Ciao. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, like, I bet you can understand that, that, you know, Absolutely. hearing, hearing little whispers about different people. I but. promise. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. Anything else you want people to know where they could reach Angel Divinity? You have a Instagram yeah. or a uh, Twitter, Snapchat, all that. All the above. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram uh, for my drag, it's the.angel.divinity. For just regular, it's angel.d.renee. Um, that's the one I care about the most. <laughs> um, and I, I find that the last thing that I feel just, I, I need to put. A, a stamp on one more thing. Make okay. it just really known. Absolutely. That no matter what happens, we're still going to be here. Right. We're still going to be present. And for youth specifically, they need to know that just because the government we have now is trying to put bans on who we are as people doesn't mean that you should hide. Mm. Does not mean that you should live in fear. Because like I said earlier, Oh, tomorrow always comes. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is wise words from the angel divinity. I'm real on the radio. Make sure you follow up with us on interform.art. You can follow me on Instagram, RO underscore on underscore the radio, all one word, new account. Like I said, we'll talk about that later. Thank you so much for joining us, angel divinity, and we'll see y'all next time. You are listening to Interform Podcast with Ro on the radio. You're going to want to hear this.